Hey, what's up? This is Chris Gray, and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. Nice, Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's a very good evening, Zimbabwe, and welcome to ZFM Sport on a Wednesday. Wacky Wednesday, we call it here, and the team is here. Mike Maduda, Chris Meadzi, our producer, Sean Tafirinika, and my name is Barry Manandi. On the home front today, we have a special guest in the studio, the Premier Soccer League Chief Executive Officer, Kenny Ndebele, and we'll talk to him about all things football throughout the show. Kenny, welcome to ZFM Sport. Finally, we get to speak to you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> after Sean, five, seven, Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Seven years of trying to get you into the studio. And you're right here. We've got so much to discuss. And it's going to be a fantastic conversation. And don't forget, you can be part of that conversation. Simply send your WhatsApp messages on 0731-168-045. But that's not the only thing on the show because we'll also have a brand new feature for you. That's the Power Profile, which is proudly brought to you by Cardinal Properties, Zimbabwe's most trusted property developer. And our first profile will be on the great legend of tennis, Margaret Court. We're all talking about Serena Williams and her stepping away from tennis. Well, let's hear about the lady who holds the record for Grand Slams, Margaret Court. In Around the World in 60, we have updates from England, Ukraine and Italy. In the beautiful game, that's the second half of the show. We'll camp out in the Champions League where Barcelona head coach Xavi Hernandez has criticised his team's inability to convert their opportunities after losing 2-0 to Bayern Munich in a game he said they dominated. In tonight's action, Graham Potter speaking ahead of Chelsea his clash with Salzburg has said he'll try to create his own history with the Blues after admitting the opportunity to leave Brighton for Stamford Bridge was too big to turn down and Pep Guardiola has said that Erling Haaland will become even more prolific once he gets used to life at Manchester City as the informed striker prepares for a reunion with Borussia Dortmund in Group G. Hi, my name is Rudy Nishamba, my tour is Super Striker. You're listening to ZFM Sports. Start your local sports news roundup with some boxing news where the World Boxing Council inter interim super bantamweight champion Kula Tekmani Chiwandire is in no mood to relax ahead of her title defense against Zulina Munoz of Mexico. The 27-year-old boxer is scheduled to box her highly rated challenger on the 1st of October at the Harare International Conference Center. This will be the first time in the country that we host a WBC sanctioned fight and excitement is building up with only two weeks before the historic showdown. Head over to Athletics News, National Athletics Association of Zimbabwe have set their eyes on qualification for 10,000 meters and marathon for next year's world championships with five athletes selected for the ongoing camp in Harare. The athletes are Moses Tarakinu, Wellington Varevi, Tendai Zimuto and Tatenda Hove. The National Association is targeting qualification for the Cape Town Marathon, which will be held next month. Finish off with some cricket news. Zimbabwe cricket is consolidating recent gains in the game through grassroots development, targeting rural areas. Mashonaland Central Cricket Association has become the latest beneficiary of Zimbabwe cricket's rural development drive with a coaching clinic that's being held in Bindura. MCCA is confident knowledge imparted to the coaches will be consolidated will consolidate efforts being made across the country to develop the game. We continue to hear great things from Zimbabwe Cricket. From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandava to Nyamunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. All right, like we said at the top of the show, we have a special guest in the studio. That's the Premier Soccer League Chief Executive Officer, Fina in a Chief, and also the man in charge of the top tier of domestic football. Kenny Ndebele, welcome to ZFM Sport once again. And it's good to have you here because 
it's um, it, we're coming out of very turbulent time in, in, in football turbulent not so much as uh, what was happening on the field of play but turbulent in the sense that it was so hard to get back onto the field of play after the pandemic so what's your what's your your gauge your sense uh, of how things have gone so far with the return of, of, of the game okay thank you uh, thank you for having me here um, the listeners uh, it's an exciting place um, hopefully we'll be able to enjoy uh, the program and not be seven years um, later. <laughs> I, I can guarantee we'll enjoy it. I'm not sure if you will. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming from a difficult situation, um, the effects of COVID-19. Um, we haven't come out of it completely in terms of um, the regulatory um, framework. Um, apart from the relaxation on um, face masks, we have not officially been um, granted permission uh, to um, go back to the old ways of... So our team's still testing and, and also... They're expected to be testing. Okay. Um, I like the way you answer that. Yes. Expected to be. <laughs> <laughs> so there was also a restriction in terms of uh, the capacity. So in terms of the regulation, all those, those have to be cleared. And then there's also a culture. People um, with COVID, I think, decided to stay at home. So we have to find ways of taking them away from the homes to come back to the stadium. Um, we started now. There's the multi-currency setup. So getting uh, teams to come back after paying um, salaries and all the expenses for that period with no income. So the effects can be felt. Um, so slowly we are getting out of it, but uh, the effects are going to be um, with us for some time. Maybe when we start the season, next season, um, in 2023, we'll then see how things um, take shape. Well, well, I like the point that you brought up, Kenny, about, uh, you know, the sort of like uh, small crowds that we are seeing uh, at the different uh, match venues uh, in the uh, top flight matches that are being played. Uh, are you happy with the product? Because there's a school out of thought out there that says that, uh, yes, COVID has had its impact and its effects. Uh, but there are those that also argue that the product just isn't great at the moment in terms of the quality of play, uh, ETC and the match day experience. Okay, it, it's all to do with the way we're coming from, um, with, the, with the team's um, funding, maybe. Um, we haven't done um, workshopping, um, training. I think all things being equal, um, with uh, enough resources, we need to uh, re-energize every sector, administration part, um, the uh, coaching part, uh, players to get into the right frame of mind. So we really need uh, to budget for that. So the quality side, I'm not too sure, but um, it's usually uh, a challenge in, 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 in our country that we look at more negative side of things. Mm. But of course, we can't force people to say, this is tasteless. We will try and, uh, um, as I'm here, listen to the... Um, concerns and also obviously coaches, players and all the other key stakeholders are, are involved. But we, we also have to talk a lot about the positive side. We have to talk a lot about our football games and then uh, when football fans are not happy with the quality they will have to stand up and say we've seen it in other leagues um, when players go to half time they are booed. So it, it tells you and the coach that there's something that is not right. <laughs> So when you're taking a look at the clubs, um, our local league at the moment, there's a, a financial crunch that's been there as well. How has this affected the clubs and is there um, a kind of planned strategic direction in terms of making sure that there's almost a return to normalcy as it were? Yes, but see, we need to also look at uh, the clubs managed to pay generally but there are some that uh, you can tell they are feeling the pinch because of having been pumping money for what two years mm. Mm. Um, 
fine on fees. You remember there was that uh, controversial uh, um, decision where the clubs were saying, look, we paid for you to play for this period. You haven't played. Uh, you haven't played. But uh, regulations then were like, we can not force a player. Mm-hmm. So those were losses. So we'll probably have that effect um, for, for, for a long time. Um, junior teams have not been uh, active so that you then um, come up with a new generation of players. Mm-hmm. So it's beginning of next season, obviously, clubs will then start to look at junior competitions. I think some leagues have already started. So it's really... You can't blame everything on, on, on COVID, but the effects, um, no one has really quantified the effects of COVID-19 both financially and uh, in terms of entertainment value and um, what it, it will bring in the future. All right, we want to hear from you. 0731168045. That's our WhatsApp number. We've got the Chief Executive Officer of the Premier Soccer League, Kenny Ndebele, in the studio. He's talking, uh, we're talking a wide-ranging conversation about football in general, but specifically the top tier of domestic football. And we've uh, covered a range of subjects. But I want to, I want to just double-click on, on the issues of the, of the finances because it, you must be in a, a pretty tough position because uh, you, you're almost the regulatory body for the for the league uh, but can't really uh, dip into your own pockets to ensure that uh, those organizations that are under your purview don't go down we've we, we've seen uh, incidences that are that are that aren't great where uh, players perhaps haven't paid and you can tell because there's there's a, there's a financial crunch globally and perhaps being felt a little bit more uh, in this economy um, is there anything uh, active that the league is doing to try and ensure that there are no clubs that actually go under? Well, uh, maybe we can take it um, to a, a broader level um, where obviously FIFA realized that uh, COVID-19 will have effects or there were effects and released the funding, $1,800,000, which was meant for that. Um, Apart from the annual grants where the top league has to um, uh, um, get from from FIFA for running that, Uh, this money didn't come through. Um, And the league is as strong as its weakest club. Okay. So if the clubs... When you say the money didn't come through, it didn't come from FIFA or it came to FIFA? It uh, came from FIFA. FIFA. Okay, I can't say... Maybe the correct way is we got the money, but... uh, the, it didn't filter down. Yeah, five thousand per club. Okay. Um, where clubs, that's what they spend per week. Yeah, and, for and that's, that's a pitiful amount. Yeah. 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 So, um, well, that one, it's, it's a story for another day. Uh, <laughs> is this one? Is this one? Is this where we? we you're threatening to be fight. <laughs> I love some of the messages that are coming through because uh, since we've really touched on that uh, issue of, um, you know, uh, FIFA as well as Zifa, uh, a number of questions are beginning to, uh, to come through. Shockmanship, he calls himself. Uh, he wants to know how did the Zifa Zimbabwe football suspension from FIFA affect the PSL? Uh, so are there any ways it has affected uh, the Premier Soccer League? And uh, what's your take on the whole issue uh, around that? Because um, I think there was a time when fans sort of like, you know what, uh, gave the benefit of the doubt uh, to the process. But I think as the longer the process has gone on with very little information filtering to the fans, there is now a, a, a simmering uh, resentment that's there amongst football fans, merely because they don't know what's happening and what are the timelines uh, for the return of football at a national team level here in Zimbabwe. Okay, maybe you can just let's dissect that because uh-huh. it's... Yeah. Mm. Too many things there. Yeah. Um, the suspension itself. Let's start with the effect on the Premier Soccer League. Um, in terms of suspension, is basically for the teams that will be participating or are expected to participate in the, um, the uh, intercontinental. Uh, so, FC Platinum generally yes. uh, are the biggest losers in this <laughs> yes, case. The <laughs> um, obviously, it's just the whole environment mm. appears to be um, people have probably lost hope um, and maybe for players to participate in um, 
international competitions. That, 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 that will be the effect. But um, what is the effect of the effect, if I can put it that way? <laughs> what were we doing before the suspension that uh, we are not doing now? So, Mabora Rutamba, the games are being played. So, as far as the Premier Soccer League is concerned, uh, things are generally okay. So, let's move on to the next one, which would be, what are your general impressions of the whole saga? This is why I was saying the question is then, what mm. is the effect of the effect? Uh, our national teams are not... Yeah, active. we have had a dysfunctional football association for many years mm. that has had no programs, that has had no... Um, training issues, uh, transparency, uh, accountability. Uh, I think we have, if you look at just the headquarters, I don't think you'll find that kind of uh, building to be housing a national association anywhere, not in Africa, in the world. That's uh, 53 Livingston Avenue. <laughs> 53 Livingston. <laughs> its location is also quite unfortunate as well. But, but, but that's a story for now. <laughs> yes. So we, we, we have had a double uh, uh, tragedy. One of a dysfunctional association and secondly of uh, COVID. Right. Um, we, as I was saying, that we, we expect um, the grants to be um, for football development. We it didn't have that. I know there were suspensions and uh, promises of suspensions. Um, we lost the idea or the picture of how a football association should function. Oh. Yeah. Even if we are to go back tomorrow, what are we saying we're going back to do? I'm sure FIFA, FIFA, obviously, because of the statutory provisions, the the the, the rules and regulations, yeah. that um, they don't want third party influence and so forth, and then suspension. But when FIFA say, okay, we are sending money, nothing is happening. What is your problem? They said it's creditors. Says, who are these creditors? Do a list of creditors. Um, tell us the amount. So much. They send the money. But you say creditors. Yes. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. So, as we said, it's a wide-ranging conversation that is getting very, very interesting yeah. now. We, we're going to pause it uh, for a second, Kenny, uh, to, to do uh, some of our other features. And then we're going to dive back into the conversation with Kenny Ndebele, the Chief Executive Officer of the Premier Soccer League. But also, um, uh, we have to say this, knowing how much you love the game, certainly a fan of the game. So when he speaks, he speaks passionately about the beautiful game of uh, football. We dive next into our Power Profile. From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's CFM Sport. Power Profile on CFM Sport. The great stories of great athletes in the great events in the world of sport. Power Profile is brought to you by Cardinal Properties, Zimbabwe's most trusted property developer. As we said at the top of the show, brand new feature, brand new partner. The Power Profile is brought to you by Cardinal Properties, Zimbabwe's most trusted property developer. Having developed properties for over 10 years with a primary focus on residential, commercial and light industrial properties. Developments that have been handled by Cardinal Properties include Arlington Estate, which is the flagship project. And if you've been along Airport Road, close to Robert Mugabe Airport, you'll have seen this fantastic development. It's absolutely changing the face of that area. Cardinals also developed the Arlington Industrial Park, Peakwood Village in Greendale, 100 on Montgomery, which is a cluster development in Greendale, and Arkenstone in Borodilbrook. Now, for the next few weeks, so we'll be talking about a great new development going up in Rua. That is Silverbrook Estate. This is a new upmarket, low-density estate in Rua. Stay tuned to find out more about Silverbrook Estate. See. All right, on to our personality. Dominating. There's no better or more appropriate word to describe Margaret Court's assault on world tennis. It can be debated that no athlete, male or female, has so thoroughly dominated their sport like Margaret Court. Certainly not in tennis. Her name is plastered throughout the record books. Some of her accomplishments needing a second read to make sure 
they're not a typographical error. So from 1960 to 1975, Court won a record 24 major singles titles, best in history, regardless of gender, by the way. She added another 21 major titles in mixed doubles and yet another 19 in doubles, pushing her total to a mind-boggling 64 major championship. By comparison, Martina Navratilova earned 59 major titles in her glorious career. Serena Williams has 48 and all-time male leader Roy Emerson won 28. Barry, the lady's obviously leading the race here, but Margaret Court, I think, is not spoken of enough when you just take a look at the numbers, just purely based on the numbers. This woman is fantastic. Absolutely, and and I think we we relate to the likes of Martina Navratilova, Serena Williams, because of recency, Uh, and uh, Margaret Court, I don't think, is given the respect. We have to put some respect on her name to use uh, the street parlance, because you just rattled off those figures. 64 major championships compared to 59 for Martina and uh, 48 for Serena Williams and we tout Serena as wow but Margaret Court is way ahead well Margaret Court was born in Albury New South Wales Australia she was a different breed of tennis player placing paramount importance on fitness training a discipline instilled into her from her coach Stan Nichols Court who was nicknamed the Aussie Amazon was perhaps the fittest player on tour her strength and endurance buoyed by weight circuit and cardio training and running sand hills. Her physical advantage enabled her to overpower her opponent in a relentless serve and volley game. Sounds a bit like the younger Serena Williams. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, her supreme fitness enabled her to return to competitive tennis on three occasions after, get this, having children. Now, after her third child was born in 1975, Court's career had only two years remaining. She shares the record for the most major titles by a mother with Belgium's Kim Kleisters. Mike, we always talk about the the effect that child... bearing had yeah. on various stars including Serena that, but that, yes. was, that was the excuse used for Serena yes, as to yeah. why Serena was struggling to add number 24 but here's uh, Margaret Court yep I mean uh, twice she won majors after having given birth so even on that count she edges Serena Williams now honors have abounded for court she was made member of the order of the British Empire in 1967 she was then inducted into the sport Australia Hall of Fame in 1985 the Australian Tennis Hall of Fame in 1993. She earned the ITF's Philippe Chartier Award in 2006 and she was made Officer of the Order of Australia for her services to tennis in 2007. In January 2003, show court one at Melbourne Court at Melbourne Park, home to, to the Australian Open since 1988, was renamed Margaret Court Arena. Security. Capital growth and improved quality of life. Isn't this what we all want from our investments? For an asset delivering on all these and more, look no further than Silverbrook Estate, the new contemporary low-density project by Cardinal Properties. Located along a dual highway and next to an upcoming modern retail center, this investment is not to be missed out on. Visit our website, silverbrookestate.co.zw or call us on 0772-200-135. Silverbrook Estate, effortless living in Rua. We did say earlier that Cardinal Properties has been changing the face of areas in which we operate and we are proud to say that Rua is about to get a major transformation with Silverbrook Estate. It's located just 20 kilometers from the Harare CBD. This upmarket, low-density estate is certainly what it promises. Effortless living in Rua. Now, we have 300 stands available and they are ranging from 750 square meters to 1,500 square meters in size with the average stand sitting at 1,000 square meters. Uh, Kenny, I know you delve a bit in properties. Uh, that, that, that's a decent size, isn't it, in terms of size? Yes, not a bit. Uh, it's I'm quite big. Nice that's your game. <laughs> that, that's your game. And, 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 Footballers, uh, I was extremely active. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, th- those are some really decent sizes yes. they're offering, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Now, the location is very close to all amenities, including a major shopping center and several schools in the area. You're also only 20 minutes away from the CBD in non-peak traffic. Now, the greatest that's part... That's a good location. That's yeah. a good, very good location, yes. isn't it, Rua? Now, the greatest part of this awesome investment is the price. The average price of a stand is 39000 US dollars, and there are payment terms available over 12 months, with mortgages over five years also available through bank arrangements. Now, title deeds are available for all stands, so what are you waiting for? Call Josh Silcock on 0772-200-135. That's 0772-200-135. Speak to Josh or visit our website. Uh, that's cardinalproperties.co.zw, cardinalproperties.co.zw, or silverbrookestate.co.zw you also find josh's number on those websites so start your journey to effortless living in rua at silverbrook estate another great development from cardinal properties power profile on cfm sport the great stories of great athletes in the great events in the world of sport our profile is brought to you by Cardinal Properties, Zimbabwe's most trusted property developer. Hi, my name is Sean Williams, Zimbabwe cricket captain. You're listening to ZFM Sport. Z. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We talk off in England where Joe Root has warned England's rivals they are no one-trick pony after the team wrapped up a six-test victory in seven matches with their new hyper-aggressive brand of cricket. The success under captain Ben Stokes and Brendan McCullum has been attributed to unwavering positivity and has led to some rash dismissals, but Root feels England's performances were more nuanced as the season progressed. In news from Ukraine, Alexander Usyk has offered to help prepare Anthony Joshua for his next fight. Usyk has beaten Joshua in two consecutive high-profile heavyweight title fights. Tyson Fury has offered Joshua the opportunity to challenge him and Joshua's management team announced they have accepted terms for the possible bout on the 3rd of December. Mike, is this kind of tongue-in-cheek or does he really want to help? Yeah, well, to be honest, I think it's the usual talk, uh, just making sure that he also stays in the the conversation, Mm. remains in the frame for a big fight, which is, of course, a big payday. And we'll touch down in Italy where Alex Albin has been released from hospital after the Williams driver suffered respiratory failure following complications from appendix surgery. Albin missed the Italian Grand Prix in Monza with appendicitis on Saturday and was transferred to nearby San Gerardo hospital for treatment. The 26-year-old underwent surgery but then ended up being in intensive care and required assistance with breathing. Alright, like we say, we're having a conversation with the Chief Executive Officer of the Premier Soccer League, the top tier of domestic football. The Castle Lager Premier Soccer League is just one of their products, uh, but they certainly manage that uh, top tier of uh, uh, all football in Zimbabwe. And uh, we were talking about uh, uh, Zifa earlier, uh, and so let's stick with that <laughs> and talk about another aspect that Zifa supports you with, uh, and that is referees. Uh, yes. Let's 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 be fair. Uh, the referees have not uh, painted themselves in glory this season at all. Um, I think, I, I can't recall another season where we've had so many controversies around refereeing decisions of a myriad of decisions, uh, ways in which matches are being conducted. It's just uh, probably the lowest ebb at the moment. Um, yes, but we, sh- we should assist them. Mm. That's why I said... Um, are you assisting them? That's why I said uh, funds permitting. We need to um, conduct uh, refresher courses. Um, maybe the association also comes up with um, the rules and regulations, code of conduct for referees, um, and make sure that um, we, from recruitment, how do we recruit a referee, somebody to be a referee? How are they trained? How are they graded or promoted? Um, how do they get punished? Um, well, in the days of social media like now, anything that you do, if you do it wrong, 
it 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 will really be very bad. Um, to give because, them a, because it's, a not, bit it's, of, a, it's not just in the big games. Previously, you would get uh, you know howlers in the big games. Now across all games, <laughs> no matter how big or small, yeah, it's, it's I, I, training. I, I was going to come up with that because you know we used to associate a controversial refereeing with uh, you know Dynamos versus Highlanders, you know Caps yeah. United, uh, FC Platinum, and now you've even got uh, Tenex, Bulawi, Chiefs wow. complaining, Tenex <laughs> uh, coaches yeah. complaining. It was complaining, Kenny. Yes, um, I'm saying. It's, it's to do with training. Uh-huh. Again, it has to do with um, the center. Okay. At the top. All right. If it's holding, it's fine. Um, the center isn't holding. It wasn't holding at some point. <laughs> but um, we've engaged <laughs> uh, behind the scenes. We, you've engaged, okay. Yes. Um, raised issues. Uh, the number of referees, like for the Premier Soccer League, you need to have a certain number. Uh, match commissioners, we were they too many or too few? Too many. Too many. Okay. We wanted to accredit them so that the referees and match commissioners, so that when they're not even handling matches, they have easy access into matches. Oh. You've probably found about 60 match commissioners. Yo, wow. That alone will we created a problem. Oh. Wow. Um, a so number. a match commissioner will handle a game now, and the next time is six weeks later. Yeah. So yeah. You, you then don't have consistency. I think referees and assistant referees look. They will, you will invite them. They will come and explain for themselves. <laughs> but I think they were close to ninety. Okay. okay. So that is a problem. Uh, and then the, the referees committee, which is in charge of referees, has previously and maybe up to now open, operated more like an autonomous um, unit, an autonomous body, where even training the courses the referees will pay into an account which is not the association independent to the association yes. really yeah so this is what i'm saying with this period when we're under suspension we need to regroup um come up with um criteria for selection um train them not only to train them in terms of the laws of the game with the ethics rules and regulations and uh, conduct so i wouldn't want to say they are bad because they are bad. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, they, 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 the system is also not uh, The system is not them. assisting them. Uh, got you. All right. Yes. Send them to your messages. 0731168045. That's our WhatsApp number. Uh, we're getting into the fan zone. Stay right where you are. Move to the groove of the nation. Fan zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. Right, uh, Big C has got in touch. Uh, he's out in Banket, and uh, again, the referee issue is trending here. And the PSO is retained quality of my referee because to know one of my poor decisions, uh, which one am my referee? Uh, then my coach or complainer, uh, and the more fine one, uh, but my real culprit, Tisingam Bonswa, Pano Fainwa. According to your knowledge, Kenny, is there any way that referees are being held accountable? Yes. for their poor performances because there's a growing sense of frustration like he said that you know what it's, it seems that the clubs then pay a fine because they brought the game into disrepute but we never get to hear of anything happening to these referees in fact the very next week Tsurona uh, Munazoka is a centre ref somewhere again I think the centreman must come and explain that um, yes we understand there's some disciplinary action taken um, which in terms of their policy, the referees feel they don't want to publicize. Um, the issue of Kufaina Makochis, mm. in my club officials are the ones who are not going to complain. Coach, you are not going to coach. Okay. But they are what you are. It is. Why are you not going to I know Simka Basa is good cheap because that's another problem, a story for another day. No, no, Pama coaches my contract wouldn't go in nine games, uh, uh, 27 points from nine games. That's it's a KPI. It's a KPI. It's not KPI. But it means half of them will go because there's no way you have 27 out of 27. Yeah. <laughs> that's a story for another day. But I'm a referee. Yes, they are, they are, they are under pressure. Um, they make key decisions. Tajira Zuma, uh, uh, VR, 
Yeah. I'm, I'm not protecting anyone, but I'm saying um, there's so much pressure mm. on the referee. There's so much pressure on the coaches. And in some cases, there's so much pressure on the executives. We need to help referees. Well, well, there's, there's one thing since you brought up TV, uh, Chris, before you come in. Uh, you know, I, I think VAR obviously helps uh, to to mitigate against um, uh, big mistakes. But we, we have seen that in Europe, they carry on making mistakes, <laughs> even with VAR. But they brought in the issue of TV. And there's a message here that says, uh, hi, ZFM Sports Team, nice show. To the CEO, why are we not having local soccer on national TV? You know, because there are some people, I guess, who can't access the platform that the game is being played on right now. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, we invited all. In- including the national broadcast. <laughs> including the national broadcast. <laughs> mm. All licensed television stations when we started our um, 2021 Ichibugu Super Cup, we said, come. There were four venues. You take a venue. Oh, was that a dress rehearsal? We, it was not necessarily a dress rehearsal but it was a contract you 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 broadcast okay yeah so so how did four become one uh, it's, it yeah it's up to um of course the men standing can answer but those that are not there they will have to answer for themselves <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so, so the landlord in Bulawayo, I guess you can clarify this one very quickly, again to do with the referees, uh, but I, I think this one is an easy one to cl- clarify. Uh, what criteria uh, does the PSL use when choosing the centre man? No, the referees fall under the Football Association, under ZIFA, and under uh, the referees committee. Uh, the referees committee is the one that appoints, but in some countries then you have a, res- a referees desk officer. We do fixtures like we do for the matches. So um, the association does that and then they just appoint us. We, we are not So it's not your responsibility. No, it's not our responsibility. Gray in Highfield, uh, this issue of referees we always complain. We all have the problem as a football family. We now need to have uh, to solve the problem together and move on. This is water under the bridge. I'm not too sure a, a, a number of people agree with you that it's water <laughs> under the bridge. At all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, Nancy, correct me if I'm wrong, but if we're still using the previous model that individual clubs are uh, then uh, I think this is uh, who is responsible for uh, uh, remunerating the referees first of all maybe let's clarify that before I read the rest of the messages okay um, the referees remuneration comes from the gate takings ordinarily mm. um, if there isn't enough money the home team pays uh, the uh, money to the league and then the league pays the referees right so it- ideally would want to get a partner or uh, uh, sponsor referees but with um, the kind of vibe around it, it's a bit of a challenge so so the money is paid from a central point basically yes uh, it's it's not coming directly from the clubs okay yeah. that, that, that's great i think that clarifies the rest of that message uh, because uh, i think uh, they may have thought that the money was being disimbursed uh, by the clubs no. direct to the yeah, referees yeah, in referees fact there are some clubs that are failing to pay so, oh, yeah. Right. Okay. So, th- I think the referees issue is, is certainly a, a hot button issue. So, what you just admitted is that they're, they're clubs that owe the league money then uh, for referees. Is that what you say? Um, yeah, now. But at the end okay. of the day, when we have price money, then we deduct all okay. the other. Yeah. And it all comes, comes out in the wash. Okay. That everyone is at the same level. Okay. Yes. No, fair enough. All right. Well, uh, keep your messages coming in. 0731168045. We're talking to the CEO of the Premier League. That's Kenny Ndebele. And uh, the great thing, Kenny, is that you're being very open and honest. And we truly appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> so just... Um, when you take a looking at uh, FIFA and CAF, with the suspension notwithstanding, um, Zimbabwe was basically looked over for the CAF Super League. Is it almost an acknowledgement that, as a country, we don't have anything to offer at that level? Um, two, two answers. One would be personal, so I'll start with the business one. <laughs> <laughs> I think the participation or the selection was based on previous performances by different um, teams from uh, member associations uh, in, in inter-club competitions. Um, this is why you see a lot of North uh, Africa, West Africa, uh, South Africa, Mamelodi uh, didn't play very well. So I think that selection came from there. 
um, obviously the way we, 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 we do business probably might have had um, an influence really into that. Obviously out of the 54 nations you wouldn't get uh, 54 um, or, or 60 participants participating in the um, Super League. Then on a personal level, I, I have a problem with the Super League for that reason, that um, you, you select the top. If we have a, that, that kind of money for a developing continent like ours, 10 million for transport, if it comes to youth development, then that would be something it's that we need because yeah. our continent needs more of um, grassroots and youth development. This is a personal level than a super league that uh, is looking for money for TV. As we hear now, our TV can't even cover. Mm. So um, I thought the super league is really meant to raise money from television rights, where maybe 80% of people in the rural areas they would not have that time to watch uh, the African Super League mm. yeah. and, and it just you, you touch on, on structure there um, about the Super League sitting at the top and yet the bottom is is, 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 is knocked out uh, very briefly structurally you're saying you've got an opportunity while we're on the suspension this FIFA suspension structurally three, three of the four teams that are if we relegate today three of the four teams that go down are promoted sides. How can we improve the quality of our football that's coming up into the league and then obviously then uh, improve the, the, the quality of the league in the Premier League if there are any structural changes that you feel might need to be implemented? Well, maybe we look at uh, the statutes, the Zifa constitution, where there's a provision for the National League. We may then start with the National League. And then we have 16 uh, Premier Soccer League and 16 National League. Right. Um, already relegating four has always been an issue, even when we had 16 uh, teams. Mm-hmm. But increasing from 16 to 18 teams meant that we have we added an additional 66 matches okay. on, our, on, on, on our calendar. Right. Um, the final part of it, I'm not sure. But mm. we have 240 and then I think plus 66. Plus 66, yeah. Yes. But again, the newly promoted teams will find it difficult. Maybe the, the, the level of competition at the lower end is not that... Um, I don't want to mention one uh, league, but you probably find Southern Region is basically two uh, team. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, got you. Thanks, uh, thanks, uh, Kenny, for spending this time with us. We're going to talk to you uh, even as we go into European football. Obviously, like we said, you're a football fan, but thank you so much for sharing your thoughts around uh, the top tier of domestic football. And hopefully, it won't be another seven years before you come back to see <laughs> FN sport. We, we, we can Kennedy is not a foot. He's a he's a troll on Facebook. <laughs> is he? He trolls <laughs> Arsenal and Liverpool relentlessly. <laughs> One, one Especially third. when Man United wins, <laughs> I dread I, I your posts. <laughs> we win once a month, so I just Kenny Majesty United fan, chief executive officer of the Premier League. Right, let's go into the beautiful game. We got lots to talk about. Champions League football, of course, primary. Your your hit mu- music station. My station, your station, it's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues, the big teams, the big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. We are talking the UEFA Champions League and here are your results from last night. Group A action, just one game played in that group. The other game will be played tonight. Liverpool edging out Ajax at the death at Anfield. That one ended 2-1. Plenty of relief, Barry, uh, for Jurgen Klopp uh, because uh, it would have left Liverpool, I think, with a lot of work to do uh, in the final four matches to secure qualification in the next round. And also the manager, it came in lots of relief because it came right at the death uh, in inverted commas. So, uh, Joe 
Matip uh, saving the blushes of Liverpool. But to be honest, the better team on the night actually won the game. I think Liverpool battered Ajax. So I think uh, it might be the turning point that Liverpool required. A fair Group B results are FC Porto thumped at home by Club Brugge 4-0 by Leverkusen beating Atletico Madrid 2-0. Uh, Kenny, are you one for, you know, aesthetics in football? Uh, what are your thoughts on Atletico Madrid? Because uh, they are people who absolutely loathe them for their approach to football, which is, you know what, defensive. They're, they're not big on entertainment. It's about uh, effect. I, I enjoy uh, watching um, Atletico Madrid. Mm. Yeah. There's a bit of cruelty in it. And of... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you've got no problems yeah, with I've that. No problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to Group C. Bayern Munich uh, 2 0 victors over Barcelona. Victoria Pilsen uh, thumped at home by International 2 0. Group D saw Marseille lose at home to Frankfurt 1 0. Whilst Sporting Club do Portugal with the most impressive result of the night. They beat Tottenham 2 uh, 0. But the big game was obviously the game at the Allianz Arena. Arena where Barcelona head coach Xavi Hernandez has criticised his team's inability to convert their opportunities after losing 2-0 to Bayern Munich in a game he said they dominated. I think we were better than Bayern in many aspects. We matched them for intensity, for pace and for the physical side. I think it was an excellent first half for us, but uh, you can't uh, let them off too many times, especially in the Champions League. You end up paying for it. I'm annoyed because this was a day to win today. Not a, not a day to draw, it was a day to, to win. The feeling is uh, good that we dominated. We could have scored goals and we could have won the game, but we lost 2-0 uh, in the end. It's... Uh, Uh, because we didn't score a single goal we had uh, really clear chances we have to uh, convert those but we're satisfied because we matched uh, Bayern in many aspects in many aspects we were superior we should have won uh, Chris, you can uh, almost sense the frustration there uh, from Xavi uh, because uh, he keeps insisting that they should have won. And anyone who watched that game, I think, uh, will find it very hard to disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, Barcelona are battered by Munich, especially in the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's so um, atypical of Lewandowski to spurn clear-cut chances yeah. because he had uh, three of them. Uh, Barcelona learning that they, they'll need to be ruthless especially in the Champions League if they're to make progress. They need to be absolutely cr- clinical and when you're taking a look at just the run of stats, uh, Barcelona had more possession than Bayern. They outshot Bayern 18 to 13. So just the numbers of just the numbers themselves speak to the fact that in this particular game, Barcelona played the better game. Unfortunately, they were just not clinical enough in front of goal. And you can't play like that in the Champions League. Hi, my name is Rune Shamba. My tour is Super Striker. You're listening to ZFM Sports. Let's go to tonight's action. Group A will see Rangers versus Napoli. Of course, uh, the same group as uh, Liverpool. They are playing tonight uh, in Glasgow. Group E action. Milan is taking on Dinamo Zagreb. And I can tell you that that game is goalless after 11 minutes. Chelsea versus Red Bull Salzburg. Group A will see Shakhtar Donetsk take on Celtic. Real Madrid will entertain Leipzig uh, at the Santiago Bernabeu. Group G will see Copenhagen take on Sevilla. Manchester City versus Dortmund and Group H of Juventus versus Benfica, Maccabi Haifa versus PSG. But let's take a look at Chelsea. They have a new manager and they are taking on Salzburg. And uh, Graham Potter, Barry, talking about uh, his own uh, chance to create a bit of history at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he's got uh, a chance uh, to create a bit of uh, history. Um, and I think he will. I, I'm, I'm backing him. I really, th- I'm really hoping. In this game, or his tenure in, in in this game I think he's got he's got a good chance but more so in his tenure I think that he plays some uh, in, exciting football and it's good for football if he's a success uh, Kenny were you surprised with the Tuchel being shown the exit um, not exactly I mean when you have got new owners coming in and you hear he's the new owner wants this and that player you could tell that uh, there's a new uh, there's a, a new sheriff in, in town, new sheriff <laughs> in town. <laughs> and he, he, he was, but um, 
for the replacement, it was actually a surprise. Mm. Um, yeah. Do, do you share Barry's sentiments uh, that uh, he, Barry reckons that he will be a success? No, I don't think so. Too big for him, the club? I think, I think it's, I think it's, yeah, it's still, should have stayed. It started well. Yeah. At Brighton. At Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. Finished but, the but, but when does that call ever come again yes. to go to a club like Chelsea? Of course, there will be a call for him to pack. Well, guys, we've got a couple of minutes uh, and uh, I think we've got enough time, uh, Chris, to hear your thoughts on Erling Haaland. Uh, he'll be taking on Borussia Dortmund. And, of course, uh, Borussia Dortmund, the problem is we don't know which Borussia Dortmund oh, yeah. will show up. When they blow hot, they can be very hot. <laughs> but when they are cold, uh, City uh, might cold. actually put them to the sword. So it's an interesting game to watch. And uh, I think a lot of fans will be hoping that Borussia Dortmund does show up. Yeah, especially just for the entertainment factor. I think in games when Borussia Dortmund does not play well, it's especially painful to watch because that de- the, the, their defence becomes incredibly porous and it's just goal after goal after goal and a team like Manchester City is the kind of team that's going to want to put maximum goals past them. Uh, early Haaland, Barry, does he stop scoring? Can they stop him? He doesn't look like he's going to stop scoring. Um, I think he will score tonight. I think he's got a, a chip on his shoulder. My hope is that uh, the um, character of Borussia Dortmund is able to come back into this game, especially if Manchester City scores first. I hope that Dortmund scores first for the for the, the spectacle. All right. Uh, you don't tell us who you are, but you say Tuchel must have refused to toe the line. American owner wants endorsements and jersey sales, and there's no player with such clout at Chelsea. And we wrap it up with uh, a piece of advice for you Kenny from the same uh, messenger he says tell Kenny to behave he must stop trawling Arsenal (laughs) (laughs) we're playing on Thursday today I'm not talking football (laughs) (laughs) alright we gotta go it's been a fantastic show hopefully you enjoyed it as much as we did tomorrow Alus Bunjira is on the show with his fantastic interview don't miss that and then Friday we'll build up into a bumper weekend football's back in England should be very very interesting May God richly bless you. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Manande, out. And it's Messi. It is the cleanest, the clean finishes, and the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that the arrogance think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Bundled and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.